0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center.
1: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. Welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time podcast and radio show. We're so glad that you've taken the time to tune in and join us. My name is Christian, I'm one of the pastors here on staff and I'm super excited to be hanging out, reading the Bible with you, hanging out, doing life with you. This is awesome. I love the word of God and I love that it changes our lives. It's as simple as it is, literally just reading the Bible every day will transform your life. It doesn't make sense, but it works. Today I'm joined by Isaac Eberts, who's helping host with me. What up Isaac, how you doing?
0: Good, how are you Pastor Christian? It's good to be back again yeah, with you guys, with this you is great.
1: Absolutely. We just had an incredible week at summer camp. It's always an amazing time of the year. You can stay tuned on you know, social media just to see you know, some great videos and photos of all, all of that, but it was an incredible time.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you guys want to stay connected with us, make sure you follow us on social media at East Coast Christian Center on all platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, if you have not already downloaded the East Coast app, what are you waiting for? Do yeah, it. Do it right do now. It. The East Coast app is the absolute best way to make sure that you are staying plugged in with everything that's happening. We have Morning Breath episodes. Maybe you're listening to uh, an episode. Maybe you're listening to this episode from the app. I, I, I personally um, listen to all Morning Breath episodes from the app. Is the best. You can get the chapter list so much. And yep. also you can get everything else East Coast related. You can uh, look up service times. You can see what events are coming up. You can look at past sermons, yeah. messages. There is so much on the app, so make sure you download that. Also, you can call our offices at 321-452-1060, and one of our lovely receptionists will love to take care of you and help you with anything else that you might need, and they can email you or mail you with anything uh, that you need here at East Coast.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Isaac's even done the reception a couple times. Pastor Matt Matt did the reception one time, and one of our (laughs) our favorite preachers in the world— Mike Pilavacci called at the moment where he was at the the front no desk, way. and he's like, "I can't do a British accent. I want to try to, but it's gonna sound terrible." He's like, "Hey." I want to come and preach at your church. That's a terrible accent. (laughs) And he's like, dude, the one time that I was working the front desk, this is great. Wow. And so, yeah, I also want to bring attention to our our youth ministry, social media. Also, he had talked about, Isaac talked about, you know, East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. But also, we just got done with youth camp. And if you have a teenager out there, you can have them follow or you can follow TNT Youth Church on social media and get all the information you can see the stuff of what we did at camp and it's going to be awesome in fact tonight we've got our our big service after camp and it's always incredible we're doing baptisms and it's always really really good so make sure you check that out all right we're in first samuel 30 we're wrapping up this book yeah and the cool thing about these chapters is the story just continues with second second samuel it just goes right into it but this is a pretty wild story as we see what's happening um quick announcements is that we want to encourage you to come back to church to be a part of it come to a, a in-person service is that we've got 10 service times on the weekend you can go to the app or the website And get more of that information also we have our leadership growth track which is happening every thursday of the month of july and if you've missed those it's not too late for you to join us you could just go and watch those previous recordings and then come join in person you could hear from all of our pastoral staff or are teaching those and you get to kind of meet us a little bit better but also really develop your leadership
0: yeah it's already been so incredible so far so make sure you don't miss out on that Also, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now on Morning Breath, but make sure you do not miss the Global Leadership Summit. That is August 5th and 6th. Uh, make sure you request off work, You know, make sure you get everything squared away. Uh, that's why we're announcing it so far in advance, but now it's coming up, just a couple weeks. Yeah,
1: and if you own a business, you could bring your team to this. These are yes. world-class leaders. So you'll have Craig Rochelle and John Maxwell and a lot of the greatest leadership gurus in the world speaking at this. So they won't be here live, it is a simulcast, but we are gonna be a major host site for this event. And there's lunch as a part of it. It's a great time to meet other
0: people, yeah. too. It's and always so. been the best. Every yeah. single year, they just keep one-upping each other. Yeah. So it is going to be incredible. Once again, August 5th and 6th, Global Leadership Summit. Check out our app or our website for more details on that.
1: That's awesome. All right. So First Samuel 30, we have got 31 verses, I believe is what it said. I think so, 31. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. I'll go first, and I'll have you read second, starting at verse 16. What translation are you reading?
0: I'm going to do New Living Translation. All right.
1: sounds good. Same for me. I like it. It's a good reading translation. So I Perfect. must say unto you, read, sir.
0: Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam and Jezreel and Abigail, from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abithiar, the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abithiar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook Bezor. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook, so David continued the pursuit with 400 men. Along the way, they found an Egyptian man in a field and brought him to David. They gave him some bread to eat and water to drink. They also gave him a part of a fig cake and two clusters of raisins, for he hadn't eaten anything in three days and three nights. Before his strength before long his strength returned, to whom do you belong and where do you come from? David asked him. I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite. He replied, my master abandoned me three days ago because I was sick. We were on our way back from raiding the Carithites in the Negev, the territory of Judah, and the land of Caleb, and we had just burned Ziklag. Will you lead me to this band of raiders? David asked. The young man replied, If you take an oath in God's name that you will not kill me or give me back to my master, then I will guide you to them. Verse 16, So
1: he led David to them, and they found the Amalekites spread out across the fields, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast amount of plunder they had taken from the Philistines in the land of Judah. David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout that night and the entire next day until the evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 young men who fled on camels. David got back everything the Amalekites had taken and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock. This plunder belongs to David, they said. Then David returned to the brook of Bezor and met up with the 200 men who had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him. They went out to meet David and his men and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, they didn't go with us, so they didn't have any of the plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and children and tell them to be gone. But David said, no, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He has kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when you talk like this? We share and share alike those who go to battle, and those who guard the equipment. From then on, David made this a a decree and regulation for Israel, and it is still followed today. When he arrived at Ziklag, David sent part of the plunder to the elders of Judah, who were his friends. Here is a present for you, taken from the Lord's enemies, he said. The gifts were sent to the people of the following town David had visited, Bethel, Ramoth, Negev, Jitar, Erod, Siphod, Ephemah, Recall the town of Dramatites, the town of Kenites, Hamor, bor Ashan, Atath, Hebron, and all the other places David and the men had visited. Amen. Amen. Wow, I'm glad to have that chapter <gasps> done. We did good. Wow. It now, was hard not to this,
0: smile. This felt like last week. This yeah, just felt like absolutely. Exactly but last week, you took the hard names. I mean, yeah. you got them again this week.
1: But Yeah, but... I did. Uh, I set you yeah. up on that one. So I love 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 this chapter. It's talking about the people feeling so defeated when honestly their their wives, their daughters, yeah. their sons, all of their stuff was stolen. And you could see when they're in this moment of distress, they're ready to kill David is that I in verse 6 it says David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters and they begin to talk of stoning him. And they had talked about how they were just crushed in spirit. It says they wept until they could weep no more. Man, it's so poetic. And just thinking about feeling so sad at this point, but God provided for them. And it was because of his leadership that he listened and heard from God. He said, David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And this is the best part. God spoke to him. The Lord told him, yes, go after them and you will surely recover everything that was taken from you. I've been robbed of things before in my life. I've like physically been robbed. I remember growing up, this is a crazy story, As I was in sixth grade and actually had a guy break into our home, catch this, that had escaped from prison. Wow. This guy had escaped, he had been like on a 10 year sentence, had six months left and kinda like the green mile, didn't maybe wanna be free and it escaped. Broke into our house and robbed us. Like, I've been robbed. I've I've experienced that before and had a physical altercation with this guy. I know what it feels like to be robbed and just feel, like, so impacted by that. Like, it's not just the physical things, but it's also you feel betrayed. You feel hurt. And these people felt abandoned by their leader to the point to where they're ready to kill him. But God restored not just some of it not a little bit of it, but all of it. And he gave him the victory, and it was a reminder of God's faithfulness and his goodness in this situation. So it's there's so many great leadership lessons we can learn from David, but this is personally one of my favorites where God can take a totally, excuse me, crappy situation and turn it around
0: for his good. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I think verse six stuck out to me as well. Um, that's what you're talking about, his, all the men were very bitter about yeah. losing their sons and daughters. Is that when you when you lose everything, it it can have a lot of uh, insane emotions, right? You yeah. can you can really go through the motions yep. on that, and you can instantly begin to lash out. You know, they said they were uh, talking about stoning David, um, but I think very important. But David found strength in the Lord his God, yep. and so. In our lives, when when people are uh, coming against us, when we know we're doing the right thing, and we you know David wasn't responsible for this, but they were just looking for someone to blame. They were looking for for someone to hold responsible. Um, but David didn't let that affect him. He didn't care that everyone was was teaming up on him and and threatening his life even. But he found strength in the Lord, and I think that is very important. That he didn't he didn't sulk. He didn't go oh. Everyone wants me dead. Yeah, he, didn't, was he didn't yeah. turn it into a pity party. He he found strength in the Lord as God, and he took action. He yeah. asked God, you know, should I chase after this band of raiders? He 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 went into action, and I think that's such an important thing. And that's honestly one of the biggest things I took out of this chapter was what are you going to do about it? Yeah, they right? did some work too. Yeah, what are you going to do about it when you, uh, you know, butt heads with with people and yeah. who are coming at you? What are you going to do? And I think this is an incredible example of how David um, took action, went to the Lord, found strength, and, and it turned out great. Like you said, nothing was missing. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: And they chased after him. So they started with 600. Two of them became so exhausted that they couldn't cross the brook. And you think about, you know, do you have the strength to keep going? And uh, I've experienced that as a runner is there's been so many times where I've wanted to quit is you think... I don't have any more, but you realize that it's almost all just in your head is you've got more than what you realize is that as I've coached other people, I've got a good friend who I run with a couple times a week and he's learning to, to run new distances and new speeds, my, my buddy Mitch. And I'm like, most of the time, it's just between your ears. Your body is physically capable, but if you decide that I don't got any more, then you'll quit. And David here actually goes against kind of the Old Testament mindset is they were like, these guys don't get to get any of this plundered. They didn't mm. even go with us. They yeah. failed. They blew it. But he's like, no, that's not the way that God operates is that he actually created a new decree. Verse 23, he says, but David said, no, don't be selfish what the Lord has given us. He's kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. So we are going to share, and that was cool. It almost felt like a, a Sesame Street story or something where it was like, "Hey, we share and we share alike." Is that we're going to be able to give and whatever God gave to us, we're going to give to other people.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's so because I think it was. I think it was. It would be very easy to uh, you know to be able to look at that and be like the you know the 200 you could have made the 200 so that what we're talking about is the 600 only 400 were able to cross yeah. the brook and the 200 were you know honestly, staying back guarding the equipment yeah exactly they uh they uh, petered out there they yeah. they didn't make it but i think it's incredible how you know when someone you're leading can't make it all the way to have yeah. grace have yeah. mercy for, them, for sure you know you know if of course, you want to be like the 400. You yeah. want to push through. Yeah. You want to make it. You do not want to be part of the 200 yeah. that that don't make it because, you know, that's their legacy. They were the ones that didn't yeah. cross the brook. Yeah, They're they were known the ones, for that. Yeah, and that's, that's a real bummer. But there's grace and there's mercy for those who, who don't quite make it across the finish line. Yeah. And and I think that's cool how David stood up from because they could have been viewed as as weak honestly yeah for sure just cast out he yeah. said send them on their way like yeah. we
1: look at Mark as he did that as Mark went out on. Paul's original missionary journeys, Mm -hmm. and he left and he was a little bit flaky, and Paul was not happy with him. (laughs) He's like, send him on. Like he abandoned us. But then in 2 Timothy, you see where he tells Luke, hey, call for Mark. He is good to me, he's important for this ministry service. And so he was able to be restored. And that's really a great example for our lives is that even if you don't start off very strong, you can finish strong. That's so much better than being a spark. Someone who just goes really strong in the beginning and then fades away and doesn't finish well is let's be people who finish strong.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's that's huge. I think that's the the biggest thing is, is don't look back on your past. You know, if, if you're like in this example, the 200, the 200 people who didn't cross- the brook. You no, know, you can't let that beat you down. I hope that they didn't. I hope that they took David, that, you know, David fought for them and said, you know what? You guys weren't, you didn't really do anything for us. You didn't help us. You weren't part of the solution. You're part of the problem, but we still love you. And, you know, I really hope that those 200 men just kept going and didn't just sulk. You know, that's a, that's a big, I got to do a better job dictate.
1: of that. I was, I was watching a movie and I can't remember the exact name of it right now, but it was a sports movie and it said we need to be like butterflies because a butterfly's memory is literally a couple of seconds and then they forget and move on and a player had missed a shot, it was a soccer movie, and he had missed a shot and you could tell he just felt beat up and mm. he was gonna ruin the rest of his match wow. and he was just so beat up and the coach is like, be like a butterfly, just forget it ever happened and move on. And of course he went on, he made the shot and it saved the game, but I'm known for doing that is that I will reflect on times that I've messed up, even just little silly things like said something embarrassing or just did something stupid and it will almost haunt me and I'm like, come on, Move on, like other people have certainly forgot about this. Why am I holding on to something? And so
0: yeah, for this sure. is
1: a good example of applying that grace. Like the Bible says that God forgets our sins as far as the East is from the West. Like that's everything. That's as far as you can imagine, is that though our sins may be like scarlet, He makes them white as snow, is that He's not holding these things against us. So we need to apply that same grace that we would sometimes give to other people we need to give it to ourselves because we yeah. can easily beat ourselves up more than anyone else will. Yeah.
0: And on the flip side, I, I think it'd, it'd be worth it to look in our own lives and say, "Who can we fight for? Yeah. Who's on? You know, maybe the losing oh, side. Oh, that's good. I like who's, that. Who's weak? Who can we defend? Who didn't? You know, cross the brook. Who, yeah. Who failed? You know, when we came up to a challenge, who failed? Who, who completely Oh, that's good, man I'm thinking apart. of some people They
1: yeah. got kind of sent away Yeah They're like, they blew it You're like yeah. Maybe that happened with COVID And I'm thinking yeah. of some situations Where it was hard Or it yeah. was tough Or something happened And maybe they didn't rally yeah. But what can we do now Maybe to, to restore them And yeah. say, no This plunder This harvest This season This time This is for you too We're all in this together Yeah, because
0: if you invest time If you build up You know, if, if David would have went back and, and built up the 200 men Who didn't cross the bro and and kind of failed right next time the next battle that you encounter the next hardship you encounter maybe those 200 men will would be able to cross it with just some extra training some extra you know effort put into them and so i think it's cool they probably got a huge confidence boost i bet those 200 were
1: more grateful Yeah. yeah same as the bible says those who have been forgiven much love much And so. After they had that grace extended to them, they probably became even more faithful yeah. to this king cuz they were about to be sent out. with yeah. nothing. Yeah. Here's your kids, move on. Yeah. And exactly. now they're like, "Oh
0: boy, I'm really all in." Yeah. So if you're a business owner, if you are a leader of any sort of team, or if you're just a leader in your family, that's that's equally as important. Look at that and see, you know, what you can do. Just think of one person right now, you know, just just one who you could stand up for. Where you, who you could maybe give a second chance if yeah. you don't feel like they deserve a second chance, yeah. and just and just think about that and reflect today as you as you go on your day. Just think about who you can stand up for. And who's just one person that you can give a second chance to? Yeah, think about the little guy.
1: Think about the person who is overlooked. I like that a lot. A lot of times the world just wants to give preferential treatment to the person who has more influence. And Jesus talks about that is when you come in to a, a dinner, don't take the highest seat, but take the lowest one. And if someone offers you a better one, then you can accept it. But think about Jesus says that when you took care of the least of these, you did it for me you know yeah. is the the person who w- was naked or hungry or thirsty or the person who you could help out for so we we believe in looking out for the overlooked people and that's a good reminder is not just think about ooh what's their yeah. what's the car they drive mm-hmm. what's the watch they wear what's the influence they have but to look at those who other people you know have discounted Yeah,
0: and here in scripture it says that so the people who basically among david's men the ones who said that the 200 men who didn't cross the brook yeah. the ones who said they don't deserve anything they don't deserve a, deserve the plunder and stuff the bible refers to them as evil troublemakers, evil troublemakers. i, I saw that so, too. Yeah, it just calls it like it is that's interesting verse 22 if you're following along in your bible but some evil troublemakers yeah. among david's men said they didn't go with us. They no. can't have any of the plunder yeah. we recovered. And so let's not be evil troublemakers. Absolutely. <laughs> you can see what the
1: Bible thinks about slandering and murmuring yeah. and gossip. Like that's exactly what it is, is it's it's very, very destructive. And luckily, David just, he confronted it quickly. Yeah. Yep. He went right after him and was like, nope, that's not the way we're going to go. I needed yep. grace because guess what? You guys were about to stone me two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and now here we are. We're going from like these moments that are just highs and lows to where it's crazy when life is a wild ride like that but just know that God's faithful through those those high moments and those low moments is many of us want to have that kind of those mountain high experiences where you just feel incredible. As I think about that for our 4th of July, you know, weekend off is I got to go down to Sebastian Inlet, one of my favorite places in the world. And I I told my wife, I said, I could hardly smile anymore. Like I'm surfing and the water's crystal clear and my kids are having fun jumping off of rocks and I'm swimming by a school of mullet, like a, no, excuse me, a hundred snook right there. Wow. Not mullet, who cares about mullets? I a mean, hundred <laughs> snook. And I'm like, literally I can't be happier. And you want those moments but sometimes it's in those low moments too when God can really do a work in our heart not yeah. just in those mountaintops but in the valley it's where oftentimes the fruit is and that you can say God what can you teach me in these moments too That's good That's very so good. we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
0: you are listening to the morning breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
2: So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at ECCC.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence owned and operated by Mike Green has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. Kids. That's 321 453 5437.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts.
1: All right, welcome back. We've got a final thought for you here out of verse 23. Why don't you read that, Isaac?
0: Of course. But David said, no, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. And I think that's, uh, that's huge. That's that a is. huge thing because if we're selfish, then the Lord isn't going to give us any more, uh-huh. right? But everything, I think it's just a mindset shift that has to happen is we, everything that we get, everything that we have in this life is from the Lord. Yeah. And so we can't be selfish. We have to keep our hands open. We have to freely give because I feel like you know and this is backed up by scriptures. in my life when my hands are open when i'm not being selfish yeah. with what god has given me i actually am able to give more and then i receive more yeah. just through just through you know different things in life and i think that's just a huge principle huge mindset shift that has to happen is is do not be selfish with what the Lord has given us.
1: Yeah, for sure. We're called to be more of like a, a pathway that God's blessings pass through rather than just taking it and hoarding it. And yeah. I've experienced the same thing too. When I'm open and free and passing along those blessings, I feel a lot more of the blessings flow towards me. Yeah. It makes a big difference versus hoarding it. And so that's a good encouragement out for you there is don't be selfish with what the Lord has given you. What is it that God's put in your hand that you could use for his kingdom? And this is not a call to arms for you to like just give to the church. This is what can you do to buy a person some Starbucks in the line behind you? Who's that person at the grocery store that you could pay for their groceries? Maybe that person, it's a little weird at a gas station. I've done it before and it felt awkward, but like maybe who's that person that you can pay for their gas at the gas station? Do something to bless somebody else and not just focus on yourself.
0: Yeah. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it.
1: All right. That's it for the day. We look forward to talking to you next time. God bless.